Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ChurchleaderInsights.com podcast. I'm Nelson Searcy, your host for these regular podcasts where we focus on church planting, church growth, church health, and this month, church travel. Hey, how about that? It's a very special edition of the ChurchleaderInsights.com podcast, and this is simply titled, Join Me in the Holy Land. And one of the things we have coming up that we're really excited about at Church Leader Insights is coming up in uh, the latter part of May, we have a big trip where we're taking pastors and church leaders to Jerusalem. And particularly, we're going to fly into Tel Aviv, Israel. We're going to travel all around Israel and then end up with a number of days in Jerusalem. We're literally going to go in the footsteps of Jesus. And I wanted to take this podcast to extend a special invitation for you and your spouse, or perhaps you and maybe a colleague on your church staff, to join us in Israel. We have a great group of people already signed up, but there's always room for one or two more. And so we thought it might be helpful to talk through what a trip to the Holy Land would be like. And you know, the truth is, I think all of us who are in ministry, we've all had a vision or a dream of traveling to the Holy Land. We've all studied the maps in the back of our Bible. But what would it be like to really walk those uh, and walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Or perhaps you're listening to this and uh, you've been to the Holy Land before, but uh, you would like to go this time with a group of church leaders and go on our particular experience that we're offering in the Holy Land. And I keep saying we, and so you may be wondering who that is. Well, joining me today is someone who I think is making their podcast debut uh, here at Church Leader Insights. And so this may be a familiar voice to you if you've been in some of our live events or maybe you've had a phone conversation with him. But uh, his name is Jimmy Britt. And so, Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nelson. Good to be with you. And uh, Jimmy, why don't you go ahead and introduce uh, yourself to the folks? Yeah, uh, again, I'm Jimmy Britt. Uh, I work for Church Leader Insights as an event coordinator, do a lot of uh, stuff with our live events, and I'm also a pastor in the Charlotte metro area. All right, Jimmy, and you are a uh, multiple-time uh, coaching alumni, including right now you are in? I'm in the Advanced Coaching Network. All right, and so as you know, all of us on staff here at Church Leader Insights, we all have one hand in the local church, and then we keep a finger or a toe or something else in uh, the Church Leader Insights world. And Jimmy, you and I have traveled together to the Holy Land, and uh, that was uh, quite an experience when uh, you and I went there, and we went with a, a different kind of group, kind of a, a mix of people from all around the country. But this particular trip that we're offering through Church Leader Insights, it's only for church leaders. It's uh, for pastors and their wives, and uh, or maybe a pastor and a, and a staff person. In other words, we're limiting this to only a maximum of four people from one church. So it could be uh, you and your spouse, and then your worship leader and his or her spouse, or something like that. But this is a, a, a going to be a leaders-focused trip. And so, Jimmy, why don't you give everybody the dates of the trip and tell them what makes this trip uh, rather unique. Sure, I'm glad to. The dates for the trip are May 21st through the 30th, 2012. And uh, just some of the details of the trip is that it is a first-class trip to the Holy Lands. I know that uh, if you go on the Internet and go to different um, travel sites, you uh, find a number of groups that offer trips that they say that they're first-class. That's not always what you get, though. Uh, in fact, we found that out ourselves, but we really are, are offering a five-star first-class trip 
all the way around. Uh, we're staying in some of the finest hotels that they have in Israel, eating some of the best food. Of course, we're going to all the places that pastors and church leaders who are taking a pilgrimage to the Holy Land would expect to go to. But again, it just makes the trip a little nicer when you're staying in better places, when you're eating nicer food, just because it adds to the experience. With the hotels, for example, a good night's sleep makes a difference in the day's touring the next day. Having nice meals just makes the experience a little bit more special. But again, uh, five-star hotels, great restaurants, going to all the places that our guys might expect to go. Yeah, now we tried to schedule this trip so you would be gone uh, a minimum number of Sundays. So if you look at mm-hmm. the date of the trip, it is a departure date. Uh, did you say, I believe, May 21st? That's May on a 21st, Monday. right. And then we're going to be back uh, in the States on May 30th. So the only Sunday you're missing is actually Sunday, May the 27th. And what's good about that Sunday is that's Memorial Day weekend. Now, May is one of the best times to go to the Holy Land. In fact, uh, generally speaking, it's a little more uh, an expensive time to go, but you'll see the way we've got this worked out. It's really not costing you any more to go on our trip, even though it's first class, it's deluxe and all that, and it's in prime time going in May than it is any other time of the year. But one of the cool things about going in May is that it's not the rainy season. Uh, The weather is beginning to warm up. In fact, it'll be quite warm uh, by the time we're there in May, and so you'll want to plan accordingly. It's going to be hot. I mean, anytime you're walking around in the desert, just ask Moses. (laughs) It's uh, going to be hot but uh, it is going to be hot but it's also going to be dry but it's not going to be that uh, just unbearable heat that you find say in, in the latter part of the summer so may is a perfect time to go to the holy land and then this is a perfect time for us as church leaders to go because if you're going to be out of the pulpit if you're going to be away no better time to be away than memorial day weekend and so we put together a 10-day trip uh, to do that but then jimmy you mentioned a, a word and i want you to talk to us about it you actually called this a, a pilgrimage And so why do you think it's important for a pastor to go on a pilgrimage? Well, um, first of all, it changes the way you look at the Bible, changes the way you read the Bible. It affects your preaching. Uh, Just a couple of examples. You know, all of us as pastors, we know that the Scripture is true, obviously. We believe the stories that are there. But there's just something about going to these places and having the aha moment where you just realize, you know, indeed, these are not once upon a time stories. You know, Israel is a real place. The Sea of Galilee is a real place. These are the ruins where Jesus stood and taught, for example, in Capernaum. And it just makes a difference uh, in, in the way that you even approach ministry and people from then on. It just makes everything come to life. You know, a lot of pastors, we feel guilty about doing something for ourselves. And uh, there's a lot of trips out there, Jimmy, and I'm sure you've seen them, where uh, they're really pastors' introductory trips, or they call them mm-hmm. something like that. They're really just sales pitches mm-hmm. where uh, a pastor will go, and it's a, it's some kind of uh, cut-rate uh, price for you to go on the trip, and uh, you start really early in the morning, you go to really late at the night, you go just for a handful of days. But the idea is that you go back, and then you get a group of people from your church to go. And a lot of pastors go on those trips and they have a bad experience with the Holy Land. So obviously we don't want that uh, for our experience in the Holy Land. But then uh, a lot of pastors feel guilty about just doing something for themselves. And so I like to think of this as not only a pilgrimage, but uh, an enhancement to your own spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Because this is going to make you a better leader. It's going to make you a better preacher to actually go see the places, to walk where Jesus walks, to understand the geography. And there's certain things you just can't understand until you're there. But at the same time, 
it's very important for those of us in ministry to pull away, uh, to not be the pastor, to not be the leader, to not be the person who's taking lay people on the trip, to, to just go and experience this. And that's one of the things that uh, I love about this is that we're going to be able to go and literally leave the details to Jimmy. And so Jimmy <laughs> and uh, our tour guide and uh, the, the professional tour group that we're working with, they're going to handle all the details. And so we get to go. Uh, not as pastors and not having to deal with deacon so-and-so's hurt foot or whatever back there or deal with the complaints about it being too hot or this or that that we have to deal with sometime if we take a church group. And I, I'm not saying that that's not uh, a legitimate thing to do, but I'm saying sometimes we just need to go uh, with our spouses or with uh, fellow ministers and be there where everybody's on the same plane. And that's what I like about uh, this particular trip. It's going to be uh, uh, key leaders. It's going to be people who are in similar situations from you around uh, the country. And then I'm going to be there along with a number of my staff. My worship leader is going to be there. Jimmy may say a word about some of the worship experiences we're going to have. And then uh, Scott, who's the president of Church Leader Insights, uh, he's going to be there with us. Of course, Jimmy, who is a coaching alumni and a pastor. And uh, in many ways, he won't admit this, a biblical expert on uh, the Holy Land. And uh, he's going to be there with us. And we're going to be able to go and just experience and grow in our faith and hear from God and and uh, experience the sights of the Holy Land. So I love this idea of it being an experience. Mm -hmm. And so, Jimmy, uh, you and I, we happen to be going alone. Our spouses are not joining us. So what would you say to the person who's thinking about bringing the spouse, uh, bringing their spouse with them, or maybe somebody who can't uh, bring their spouse? You know, I, I would um, I, I would say you can make it work either way. If your spouse can come, that's a great thing to do. Karen has been, Karen is my wife. She's been with me to the Holy Land before. It's a great experience for her, but I think that you can have a great experience if you're traveling without your spouse. And, uh, you know, it should be a decision that the two of you make together. If she can come, that's great. If not, you know, I don't think that that'll take away from the pastor's trip. And Nelson, if you don't mind, there's one thing I'd like to add in that as well. You know, not only will a trip like this enhance the pastor's own life, but he should see it as an investment into his own life, of course, but then also into the life of his church and the lives of his people. I mean, he's going to be bringing this trip back with him. He'll be talking about things he's learned and experienced for years in this trip. And so it's not just an investment in him. It's an investment into his people. And if I can say anything to deacon boards, elder boards, trustees in a church, you know, uh, make sure you get your senior pastor, your senior leaders on this trip because it's an investment in them as well. Yeah. Now, uh, Jimmy, is it safe to go to the Holy Land? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, you're going out of the country. That's just a realism. You're going out of the country. You are going into the Middle East. But when you go to Israel, I mean, that's that, you, I liken it to going to, say, Atlanta, uh, New York. I rarely feel safe when I get to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. to well, I understand that. But uh, it, it's like really going to a large city in America. It, it's so Americanized. It, I feel safe. I, I feel like you're just as safe there as you are in any big city in America. Yeah, and I, I would echo that too. And, uh, you know, we are planning on, on this trip to go into Bethlehem, that is going into Palestine. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, but the times I've been there, I felt I felt very safe. We are, other than that, staying in Israel, and Israel uh, has tremendous security, as you well know. And they pride themselves in, in watching over tourists. And so, if anybody is going to be safe anywhere in Israel, it's probably those of us who are there as tourists because it's such a large part of the economy. So uh, that is oftentimes something I hear. But uh, Jimmy, let's talk about the specifics of the trip. For example, people will need a passport, right? That's right. You need a passport. You need, uh, you know, your driver's license. Uh, I, in fact, I would say have not only your your passport, but have a copy of that that passport somewhere else in your luggage, copy of your driver's license somewhere else in your luggage, just in case you get separated from those things. Now, one thing you won't need on this trip is you won't need a lot of uh, disposable cash along the way. Right. Because one of the things that we've done in this trip is we've put everything into the one-time investment that you make to go on the trip. And, you know, the first trip I went on, uh, which was about three or $400 cheaper than the one that we're offering, which I thought, man, that sounds good. I'll save three or 400 bucks. But then I found out I had to pay for lunch every day. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but lunch generally ended up costing me 20 to $25 uh, every day because, you know, we're out in these tourist areas. And so just to get uh, a regular meal might be 15, 16 bucks. And by the time you leave gratuity or whatever, or you get a soda, you know, that would be $25. I found out that other things were not included. There were little things here and there. And by the time it was over with, I'd spent five or 600 bucks just out of my own pocket for transfers and for tips and gratuity and things like that, that, uh, that was in addition to uh, what was on top of my trip. Now, that doesn't include souvenirs. Obviously, if you want to buy souvenirs and mm-hmm. you want to get, uh, uh, I got a great uh, Hollywood statuette of Jesus knocking on the door uh, of someone's heart uh, when I was there. And you, know, you may want to buy some of that. But what we've tried to do is package this trip as an all-inclusive uh, package. And literally, you could uh, leave JFK Airport uh, with uh, nothing more than maybe a few dollars in your pocket. And you would uh, you could experience this entire trip and arrive back with those same few dollars uh, in your pocket. And so, Jimmy, what is the cost of the trip? And then I want you to talk to us about what's included uh, in the trip. Sure. The cost of the trip is thirty nine ninety five. And again, that includes everything from once you leave JFK headed to Israel and back to JFK again. And JFK, of course, is the uh, international airport in New York City. That's right. That's right. And uh, the trip includes, you know, your air flight from JFK to Israel and back. It includes all your stay, gratuities, um, all your meals, literally everything that you'll need. Yeah, just before we uh, started, you passed a, a piece of paper over here to me that talks about what all is in, included in that trip. And uh, you mentioned the round trip airfare from New York. And that's on, uh, is it L-A-I Airlines? Am I pronouncing that properly? Yeah, you are. Yeah, it's, Close it's Israel. It's the Israel Airline. Yeah. So it's a uh, high security and uh, very quality airline. It is it is coach seating. I mean, obviously, right. to, you can't you can't even you couldn't even fly one way first class uh, to Israel for thirty nine hundred bucks. Exactly. And so you know we will be flying uh, coach seating, but it's it's as comfortable as you can be uh, to make a long trip like that. The the fee includes entrance to all the sites, and so you never have to pay to go into any of the churches, any of the holy sites that we go to. It includes uh, transfer uh, to and from all of your hotels, and even to and from your airport. It includes uh, sightseeing and a very deluxe motor coach, and uh, that's going to be fully air-conditioned, and it'll just be us in that motor coach, and so you'll be with other pastors, and there'll be opportunities on the bus to fellowship, get to know other people. It includes three meals a day, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's generally uh, speaking, and there might be just a few exceptions to this based on location and site, but uh, that's generally uh, a morning buffet. Uh, breakfast buffet, and stop me, Jimmy, here if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You're right. And then a dinner buffet mm-hmm. uh, every night. And boy, you talk about a spread. I love the salads in Israel. I actually love uh, hummus. 
and, and all of that. And uh, it includes a lot of your beverages. But of course, if you want to buy a soda or if you want to buy something uh, more special than just your basic uh, needs, then that would be additional. And then lunch is included in this as well. And those are generally out on the tourist sites. And so, you know, a lot is included in this. Uh, one of the things I learned that you taught me, Jimmy, is that uh, in Israel, there's actually a, a, a category of hotel that's above first class. Mm-hmm. And so I kept saying, I want first class hotels. And you kept saying, no, you don't. You want you want deluxe. <laughs> and I had to learn this new terminology. Yeah, that's right. You want deluxe. That's one step over what we would call first class or even five star. And uh, then included, of course, is all your taxes and all your tips. I mean, it really is uh, one price. Uh, as it might be. And then get this, you, uh, we have an English speaking guide who is a Bible scholar. And this is the particular guide that uh, Mike Huckabee used, mm-hmm. uh, Governor Mike Huckabee, when he went to, uh, to Israel. And of course, uh, many of us know that Mike Huckabee is very committed Christian, uh, a friend of mine. And so this is the tour guide that he used. It's the longtime tour guide and the only one that Jerry Falwell uh, would use back when he was uh, taking regular trips to Israel. And then uh, Jonathan Falwell is going to be using him in the next trip. And then I even found out that uh, this was the tour guide that Glenn Beck used. That's right. Now, maybe for a few, that might keep them from going on the trip. But look, this guy, what I'm saying, is this guy knows his stuff he's a scholar but then we're packaging our trip we've got jimmy Britt uh, going with us as well and jimmy is uh, going to bring the devotional and the spiritual side of the trip to life and then i'll even be there too and at night if we have an opportunity around the table or on the tour bus uh, i'll be talking about leadership principles uh, when it comes to jesus so think about that you're going to get the scholarly uh, information about each site that we're going to. You're going to get the spiritual, devotional, practical preaching side of that uh, from Jimmy. And then I'll be there uh, to talk with you about uh, leadership and how we can uh, even go to work on our churches uh, while we're on this trip. And of course, we can talk about anything regarding uh, church growth or church health. It doesn't have to be something that comes up on this trip because we're going to be there and I'm going to be fully engaged and involved uh, in this trip as well. And so all that's involved. And uh, Jimmy, people have already registered and most folks are listening to this uh, in uh, either the early part of March or maybe now you're listening to this in the later part of March or April. You can register up until uh, about 30 days before the trip if there's still space. And uh, we'll talk about how you register. But before we get to that, Jimmy, why don't you give us the highlights of uh, where we're going and, and what are some of those favorite spots? Sure. One one of the things that we're able to do is really to maximize the trip. So, I mean, you know, there's a certain amount of travel time that it takes, obviously, to get to Israel and then home. So you've got a day of travel in the front, day of travel in the back, but eight full days of touring in between. So uh, first day is travel, but then we arrive in Tel Aviv. Uh, from Tel Aviv, we'll go to Caesarea by the Sea, down into Nazareth, uh, staying in Tiberias. I think that we're there two or three nights in Tiberias. And Tiberias, just to give people the geography, that's the area around the Sea of Galilee. So that's that's where Jesus spent the majority of his life, around the Sea of Galilee, one of the most beautiful spots in the world. And one of the things I'm looking for, I I don't want to steal your thunder. Go go ahead and tell us about what we're going to do on the Sea of Galilee. Well, that's cool. It it is an exciting feature. Uh, On the Sea of Galilee, you know, we're going to have a boat ride from uh, right in Tiberias over to Capernaum, which is where Jesus' headquarters for ministry was basically during his ministry years. And on the way over, of course, we're going to have Jason Hatley with us there, which you mentioned he's your, your worship leader, worship pastor. Uh, he's going to lead us in a time of praise and worship on the way over. We're going to have a message. It'll just be a powerful time. I've, I've been in these services before like this. You and I have been in them together, and it just makes a powerful experience that guys will never, ever forget. 
and uh, hopefully there won't be a great storm that <laughs> yeah, arises, or right. hopefully you won't try to get out and walk on water <laughs> like you tried to do that one time, and, well, and we'll I see. had to say, oh, ye of little faith, <laughs> we'll uh, but it uh, should be a, a beautiful time out there. I, I just love that area around the Sea of Galilee and you know the post-resurrection uh, location where Jesus appeared to his disciples after the resurrection. We're, we're going to all of that, everything around the Sea of Galilee, and I, I'm a big uh, 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 water person, and so I just love the fact that Jesus spent so much time around the water, and it's just a beautiful scenic area. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll be at the Mount of Beatitudes, uh, of course, Capernaum. Uh, we'll be going to Caesarea Philippi, which is a tremendous place. Uh, I look forward to going back. Where Peter made his famous confession, Thou yeah. art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Exactly. And then to know the stories behind that, which we learn all that while we're there at Caesarea Philippi, it just really makes that story come to life even more. We'll be in Megiddo, uh, the Jordan River Valley, Qumran, Masada, Dead Sea, then we go to Jerusalem. Uh, let's back up okay. on that Jordan River. You and I were both, uh, well, you baptized me in the Jordan River, and I baptized you. Now, this was uh, more of a, a symbolic baptism because right. we had been baptized after we became Christians, but we will hold a baptism, right, in the Jordan exactly. River? Yes, we will. And uh, that's, uh, that's a very moving experience as well, just to think that the proximity of being close to where Jesus was baptized. And so we'll have an opportunity to go in there. We'll get wet. We'll take pictures. We'll uh, celebrate and uh, renew our own uh, commitment. Yeah, uh, awesome experience there. And then, of course, uh, in Jerusalem, we'll go to the Mount of Olives, which is very powerful. Uh, Gethsemane, House of Caiaphas, Bethlehem. I mean, I know I'm just reading through those places, but man, they're just so rich um, and just a tremendous part of the, the pilgrimage. Yeah, the, you know, we'll, we'll literally walk the Via Dolorosa in, uh, in Old Town, Jerusalem. We'll literally walk the wall. Uh, we'll go to the Temple Mound. Yes, that's right. Uh, the Temple Mount, where Jesus is, um, of course, where he's crucified, the places where he's tempted. Uh, we'll go to the place of his resurrection. Uh, we'll see a model of Jerusalem, which one of the things I tell guys all the time is you'll you'll learn more in eight days of touring through Israel about biblical geography and how to put these places together than you did in seminary or college. I mean, it's just, just tremendous. Uh, we'll go to the pools of Bethesda. Uh, again, the Via Della Rosa, the Garden Tomb, and uh, I mean, it, everything builds, everything builds right up to the Garden Tomb and a communion service, worship service there around the Garden Tomb. Yeah, and, and along the way, we will have worship services. We'll have devotions on the bus for those who want to be involved. I'm sure we'll tell corny jokes uh, as we <laughs> go along and all the stuff that uh, we try to do. We'll look at some leadership lessons from the life of Jesus, and it's just really going to be uh, that once-in-a-lifetime trip. What you may have noticed is not uh, in this trip is some of that superfluous stuff that uh, sometimes you have to do if you go on, uh, say, a secular trip or you go with a group of people that are really more interested in uh, the Roman history of, uh, of Israel or maybe more of the political history mm -hmm. of Israel. We're really focusing on the deep, rich, spiritual aspects of Israel. And most of what we're going to be talking about is related to the New Testament, but we will catch the Old Testament sites mm -hmm. uh, as we go along. And we will deal uh, with some of that, particularly as it relates to the lineage of Jesus and understanding the crucifixion and, and the salvation that Jesus brought through the resurrection. So we will be doing some of that, but it's not going to be uh, that trip where we spend the majority of our time talking about what happened uh, in Israel in the last 30 years or in the last uh, 100 years. And certainly we're students of that, and we think that that's legitimate, and we should pray for the peace of Israel and do all that. But we're really focusing on uh, what will make us better pastors, better leaders, and uh, better Christians as we walk on the footsteps of Jesus. There's not going to be any sales pitches uh, on this. In fact, uh, Church Leader Insights is not making anything uh, on this trip, we're offering it to you uh, more as a service, more as a uh, continuing education opportunity. 
And so obviously we're not going to be trying to sell you to come back and bring a group of people from your church or uh, to come back again and do a, a different set of trip or anything like that. We're really going as spiritual pilgrim pilgrims together who are called to ministry, who are trying to serve Jesus as well. And I'll just say, Jimmy, is there anything else that uh, I didn't say about the trip or anything else you wanted to particularly tell people about the trip? You know, I would encourage guys to, to really uh, make a decision on this pretty quick. Uh, it's a high-profile kind of thing. Lots of guys are interested, and we have lots of folks already who are signing up for the trip. And uh, I'll, I'll just give you some information about where to do that. If you'll go, uh, well, of course, you can go to churchleaderinsights.com, and we have information there about the trip. But you can go to Ducar Tours, which is D-U-C-A-R, and then tours.com, and you can download a PDF brochure so that you can look at it. Uh, maybe let your spouse take a look at it, other church leaders in your church, uh, and really go ahead and make a decision on this and get signed up because spaces are are becoming fewer and fewer. Yeah, I think, Jimmy, just to make it real simple for people, since you are our trip coordinator and people have questions and all that, why don't we give them uh, your email address? Sure. And uh, what I would ask is you email Jimmy and uh, you give him your name, your church, uh, the number of people you're thinking about on the trip, and then your cell number. That way he can call you directly because it's uh, we are using the tour group. And so, you know, there are forms that have to be filled out and, and copies of passports have to be submitted. And, and we can give you all that certainly uh, on email. But sometimes it's just better if you guys can talk. And we're not taking 500 people on this trip. It's going to be a small group. And so we want you to have a conversation. We want to make sure that this is right for you. So, Jimmy, how would people reach you for that? Yeah, just send an email to Jimmy. And that's J-I-M-M-Y at churchleaderinsights.com. And, uh one one thing I want to say there as well is uh, if if guys have never traveled internationally, it, it's not as big a deal as you might think. I mean, like if you don't have a passport, that's a simple thing to do. You can get that at the post office in any town or any city that you live in in the country. Yeah, it takes about two weeks. It, it does. It does. And uh, give yourself but, a month. But you know, yeah, that's right. Go ahead and get in front of that stuff. Send me an email, Jimmy at churchleaderinsights.com. Uh, I'll, I can help you with the process. I mean, I, I can literally just walk you through things to, to get it going. So don't be intimidated by the travel and uh, definitely don't wait. Go ahead and get in on the front end of this thing. Yeah, and I have prepared a very special page uh, on our website. It's a private page, but you can go to that churchleaderinsights.com forward slash Holy Land, H-O-L-Y Land, Holy Land. And you can see a video from me. A lot of what we talked about in this podcast is there. And one of the things I talk about in the video just briefly that might be a good way to, for us to wrap up here is uh, about how you can pay for this trip. And uh, one thing is, if you are listening to this, uh, if it's early March, you, you may be able to just tap some of your savings reserves. I know on my first trip to the Holy Land, I'd been planning to go for a couple of years. And so I had money in savings reserves as part of that. Also, uh, you can tap somebody else, and there might be a, a business uh, person or maybe a group of people uh, in your church that would be willing for you to have this trip or give it to you and your wife. And, you, know, you think about that, $4,000 a person, uh, $39.95, to go on a 10-day trip like this. I mean, that's comparable to what you would invest to go on a, a cruise or and a lot less than what you would do to go on some kind of a nicer vacation. And yet this has the spiritual uh, impact, and it also has the pilgrimage aspect as well as uh, the tourist aspect. And so there may be somebody in your church who would say, you know what, uh, you pay for one and we'll pay for your spouse to go or something like that. Other times you can tap uh, the continuing education budget. 
uh, in your church. Maybe your church has $2,000 or $5,000 in some kind of continuing education fund. And you say, you know what, this year I'm going to skip the denominational meeting or this year I'm going to skip going to a particular conference and I'm going to use this uh, as part of my continuing education. And Jimmy, I suppose there's other ways people could raise the money as well. Yeah, and, and one, of the, one of the best ways to do it is to just be honest with your congregation and say, hey, here's the opportunity that I have. You, you may be surprised at the, the person or a few people who are sitting in the congregation who realize what this could mean to you and your ministry and your ministry to their church and beyond ministering to them and that they're, they're willing to pay for you to go on this. And uh, so just let people know what the need is. Yeah, and so uh, it's exciting stuff. And uh, Jimmy, uh, we could keep talking about it. You and I could talk about memories of the Holy Land and uh, having communion outside of the resurrection site and mm. uh, having fun uh, in, in uh, the Dead Sea floating uh, oh, yeah. there on the on the, on the Dead Sea. And we're going to do that. We're yeah, going to do that again. Yeah. We are, and we're staying in beautiful hotels, and uh, you're going to be able to rest well, eat well, uh, enjoy fellowship with uh, the other pastors, but most importantly, put yourself in, a, in a, an extended period of time where God can speak to you, God can teach you, and maybe even uh, prepare you for that next level of ministry that he has for you. So uh, thank you very much for listening all the way to the end of this podcast. And uh, if this works out for you uh, this year, May 21st through the 30th to go to the Holy Land in 2012, if not, maybe we'll be doing other trips like this. And in fact, even if you can't go uh, this year, but you would like to let Jimmy know, Jimmy at churchleaderinsights.com is his email. Let him know that you would like for Church Leader Insights to offer this kind of stuff uh, in the future. Maybe that's something we can do, and uh, maybe that'll be uh, a whole new ministry, uh, for the, especially for those of you who have already gone through coaching uh, and the like. So a little different kind of podcast uh, today, but Jimmy, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. All right, so it's Jimmy at churchleaderinsights.com, or you can go to churchleaderinsights.com forward slash Holy Land, and I look forward to meeting you uh, in the Holy Land uh, this May and uh, having a great experience together, or I look forward to seeing you back again at the podcast site, and uh, I'll see you again real soon at churchleaderinsights.com. God bless you. Thanks for listening.